Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and guests. Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 88, I think. It says 88 on the form. Okay. Well, it must be episode 88. Uh, you're with myself, Paul Spain. And Bill Bennett. Great to have you along uh, again, Bill. Yeah, it's always fun, Paul. Now, uh, just the two of us tonight, but there's plenty to get through. Yeah. Uh, for, for those who, uh, who missed it, uh, there was an in-between episode between last Tuesday's and this one. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were quite a few people actually turned out at uh, Microsoft Tech Ed Conference. I guess that's, that, that's fairly normal, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a big one. I think it's the biggest one in the country. They said it's the biggest conference of any type uh, yeah. in, in New Zealand. So uh, I think over 2,000 uh, people there. And we've just put together a short, uh, well, a typical link podcast, actually. Uh, at the end of uh, TechEd, we met with uh, Paul Thorot and interviewed him from uh, from Win, uh, winsupersite.com, and he also does the Windows Weekly podcast, amongst others. And uh, we had Alan, uh, Alan Birchall from, uh, from, from Australia, who was one of the speakers, so... Uh, if you missed that one and you're, uh, you're interested in just catching up a little bit on some of the, the latest Microsoft news and, and hearing a few opinions, uh, that one's definitely worth, uh, worth a listen, episode uh, 87. But for tonight, plenty, plenty to dive into. Now, local topics. Uh, Bill, this was something that we, we were going to actually discuss last week uh, when we had Paul Brislin on the show, but we, we ended up with, with plenty of other topics to discuss. <laughs> uh, the The... Patent law uh, changes that are going on in New Zealand. Have you been following this one? Oh, you mean the changes as such? <laughs> yes, yeah. Just a couple of a couple of words uh, yeah. changing in the uh, um, the the new law that's being proposed, or the yeah, yeah. And it's and it's highly controversial with people that have already um, expressed opinions on the, the what, what the law should be. Um, it's also kind of strange that that should be dropped in very much at the last moment. So oh. just two word, a two-word change. Is that the only change, or is that just the one that, yeah, that but that's look, creating that, a bit of controversy? But look, we've seen Wayne's World. You can drop the word not in at the end of a sentence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and in a way, it's, you know, it's like that, isn't it? So um, um, it's, it's significant, and it's got a lot of people really riled. And with 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 good reason, but you know, oh, and, oh, oh, sorry. And the other thing is, is there's there's some suspicion that the lobbyists got at the the, the people drafting the um, the the paper. Yeah. So uh, so there's sort of two two sides. If we yeah, sort of break is. it down pretty simply, there's there's I guess the the New Zealand companies that are wanting to produce and innovate with new software, but don't want to get into the sort of legal wrangling that we've seen recently between Apple and Samsung with billion dollar lawsuits. Yeah, the th- the thing is though is that the 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 big companies can can just wipe out the small company just by litigation. It doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong. If just, you've got a billion dollars to spend against a company that's only worth a, 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 a you know a million, then got, you you, yeah. you, you, you wipe them off with uh, in, in five an million to spend. You, you yeah. wipe, you, they're out yeah. they're out the picture. Um, and that, the other thing is is that um, small software companies around the world. It's, I mean, although it's the New Zealand companies that oppose the legislation or the changes to the legislation. It's the New Zealand companies that want us to not have a law where software is patentable. Mm. Um, 
small companies of that size around the world are rocking with them. You know, it's, it's, it's not just a New Zealand thing. It's just that here we have uh, an economy where those small companies loom larger. Well, we're we're a country of, of, of small to medium businesses, aren't we? Exactly. So they so they've actually enough of them to get their voice heard. Right. So who's who and who's on the other side? Who are the who's standing there saying we need to be able to patent our software? I mean, the big multinationals. It's it's the big software firms, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. It's perhaps the, one it's or two the, big local ones, it, but mainly you know, big. The Apples and the Microsofts and yeah. well, it, anyone who's big and and sells software yeah. wants to be able to um, yeah patent that, right? Uh, and, yeah. And uh, you can understand where they're coming from, but absolutely. you can you can see for us as a country uh, the 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 risks if our small software firms just can't compete because at every turn that they they uh, are well, potentially going to get into litigation. Yeah, but you see the thing. Here's the thing, right? The way that law is drafted is the worst of all possible things for our industry because it's debatable what it means. It actually leaves. I mean, by by putting the words as such in there, it means that you're going to have to test that in court. And the last thing you want to be is a test case. You know, mm. the last thing any software company wants to get involved in, or any small software company wants to get involved in, is to be the test case who's going to fight Apple or Microsoft or Google in court over what as such means. So that, in essence, is what's wrong, clearly wrong here. Mm. I mean, if you, you know, government, if you don't like the idea of us not patenting software, then you know, let's have a law saying so. Nice for it to be black and white. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, mo- moving on. Um, Australian publishers, banks, others. There's 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 been some interesting talk about uh, handling out handing out tablets and and smartphones as a as a way to sort of. Uh, make their customers loyal. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, who, who does this involve? Well, this morning's story was in the Australian Financial Review, which is, well, it's debatable, but it's quite possibly Fairfax's flagship paper. It's certainly the one that makes the money for, for Fairfax as, a, as an organisation. And so it's, in effect, their mouthpiece, and it's clearly Fairfax floating the idea that they're going to give subscribers to the Fin Review or perhaps the Sydney Morning Herald maybe to the Dom post here, um, a subscription to their paper, which includes a tablet. Yeah, that's part of it. And the, the reason why this is happening, I mean, this has, been, this has been discussed in the past. I mean, the last time it was really seriously on the table was three years ago. And then it was Rupert Murdoch and News Corporation was looking at doing that. Since then, um, Murdoch's gone a different way with their paywalls and so on. Mm, mm. Um but really what we're seeing is, in the, in the case of the, the tablets and the publishers, is the publishers are really struggling to find ways of making money out of um, publishing their newspapers. The online advertising simply doesn't pay. Google Ads is not a business model. It's, um, it's a trickle of money, not a flood. Well, it's all right for Google. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but that's but there you are. You see, it's uh, everyone else gets a very thin thin slice compared to traditional ad, advertising revenues, yeah, right? Exactly. And and yeah. and the other thing is, is that all that money that uh, was spent with the likes of Fairfax or in New Zealand with APN, um, the Herald or smaller publishers and so on, um, that was money that stayed in the country more or less. I mm. mean, it might have gone to Australia or whatever, but they were, sure. but it would but they would have those companies pay tax. Google doesn't pay tax in Australia and New Zealand. 
you know, it's just money. It's a billion dollars a year between the two countries, which is just lost to Google Ireland. Mm. Um, okay, know. well, well, let's say I'm happy to live with that, and I want a free tablet. Yeah. How do you how do you think that's going to look uh, as as a publisher? Uh, for instance, going to say, look, Paul, you know, you subscribe to our newspaper today. We deliver it to you to your, you know, front gate every day. We're spending we're spending a you know a few hundred dollars a, every couple of years to deliver that to you. Look, why don't you take the digital edition and we'll give it to you so that we're paying our distribution has gone from from the paper boy or girl delivering it to your gate to an electronic subscription, or do you think that there's a bit more to it than that? Yeah, there's that's that's the guts of it, but it's it's really the, the thing that's not difficult. To, it's not difficult to see how this works when you think about how the mobile phone companies work with their plans, and you know you get a mobile. It's it's exactly the same model. You pay a little bit every month to Fairfax, and over the course of two years, they'll get the money for the tablet with interest. The reason why Fairfax is pushing this now is because, I mean, iPads are still six, $700 in Australia, but there are lots of um, cheap Android tablets. I think the Kindle tablet is now 150 bucks in Australia. Yeah, maybe $199, somewhere, yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere some, around something like that. those but sort of figures. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Certainly, it's certainly a lot lower. And um, for, for Fairfax to go out mm. and buy you know, 100,000 Kindles, at 200 bucks a pop is not the same as buying 100,000 iPads at god knows what so so um the economics of it are much much easier for the publishers to do right. that right yeah no you're right the prices are coming down and maybe yeah. w- and we'll get into the Kindle announcements later but yeah that, that maybe it is down at that $150 price point yeah, so so yeah, so, yeah. so that when you when you stretch that say it's say it's going to cost them $150 because they're buying wholesale hmm. anyway that's what over the course of two years. That's seventy-five bucks a year, you know, round about six or seven dollars a month. It's less than the twenty, thirty bucks you're going to be paying for your subscription. So it's it makes economic sense. It makes a lot of economic sense, especially if they can get in, do the deal. Nobody else does it at the same time, oh. and it, and it makes an impact on their distribution, and their numbers go through the roof, and they knock somebody else uh, yeah. out out of the market. Yeah, what'll be interesting is how much they lock up the device. I mean, whether it's um, you know you can only read their papers and not read the rivals. The other thing is is that the plan, as I as I read the plan uh, when I looked at it this morning for Fairfax, is that it's going to be across titles. So, for example. It might in, in Australia it might be the Australian Financial Review and say the Melbourne Age or the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, so you buy two titles and yeah. and that's what you get. Yeah, or BRW. Mm. I mean, it, mm. it, adding a title to that subscription is not going to be expensive here in New Zealand. Um, it, it would probably be the weekly Don Post plus a um, the weekend paper, the um, Star Times. So, it'd be, but it'd be multiple subscriptions. Mm. Well, I look forward to seeing what they come out with, and it's uh, yeah, it's fun being in a in a time where these things are changing, and it, it's I guess it's nice that there's big companies out there that are able to go and uh, risk their futures on well, on these things while we uh, while we sit back and watch. But you know, in reality, every business and and uh, 
you know, whether people are, uh, are working in one field or another or they, they own a business or et cetera, I think every business is going through a, a, a lot of change and will continue to do so over the next few years because of technology in one form or another. And uh, Yeah, I was, I was going to say, Paul, that having been a journalist for 30 years, it's not that much fun going through this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, there, are, you know, there is a downside, I can... Well, from the with your consumer head on, it's yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but the um, but it's good to see that they're actually thinking about it and innovating and trying out things. I mean, sooner or later, someone's going to stumble across an answer. We hope. We, we we yeah, we certainly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, now, this was another story that was uh, that was picked up in in relation to happenings in Australia. Uh, was the, the situation of the chap whose iPad got stolen. And and then uh, you know they 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 tracked the iPad well he tracked the iPad's location back. Uh, you know he went 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 online found out where his iPad was. Went round, you know, he could actually hear it sort of beeping inside. He you know set set, <laughs> set it off making the uh, making the noises and he knew where it was and called the police, right? Yeah, and the guy who stole it, right, was a, was obviously tow rack. I mean, he, he, they, the police went in there and they found. I mean, he called the police. The police went in and they found loads of other stolen gear in this house. But when it got to court, the thief um, tried to argue in his defence that he'd been he'd been e trespassed. That um, he'd been electronically trespassed. That the radio signals that from the iPad going back to the Find My iPad application was some form of trespassing on his rights. I mean, the court threw it out quite rightly. I mean, he's lucky he's still got his teeth. But <laughs> but it is an interesting thing. We we talked um, we, when uh, we we were on a couple of episodes back. We were talking about some of the issues around surveillance. Uh, you know, as we head into the future, more and more cameras and all sorts of ways of tracking things and so on. There's got to be, I mean, this one you can see, hey, look, this was his iPad and it's ended up there and there's a level of, uh, you know, fairness that I think, yeah, just about everyone would agree to. But but there are concerns, I think, that are, that are fairly genuine around information being, uh, you know, confidential information be- becoming more and more public and more and more open or in more and more databases so for instance if if uh, you know someone went through all the blogs of all the people that store data about me they would you know that they, they would know where I am at what time of day they would know what I spend you know there's there's so m- much that we leave in terms of that digital uh, digital fingerprint it's it's uh, yeah, it's, well, it could be probably a bit of a hard one to know where the line should be drawn. Well, I can tell you where it shouldn't be drawn. There's, there's a story that I heard. I now I wish I had the the um, source of this to hand, but you know we're on the fly here. Um, but I think it's happened in the UK where a guy gave his girlfriend a smartphone, and he used it to snoop on her where she was, so he knew where she went out to a nightclub without him, and, and so on. What's the ethics of that? eh? Yeah, well, that's 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 it's creepy. That yeah, that is that, that's that's clearly just yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, but that all of those things are becoming a possibility now. Yeah, yeah, and, and there isn't uh, there isn't the legislation. There aren't necessarily the systems to protect everybody. Uh, there are uh, you know a mix of of. Uh, um, 
technology users in terms of their levels of knowledge and, and competence. And you know, people think, "Oh, well, I've got this iPad. This is awesome," but they don't, or whatever the device is, without realizing, you know, what can happen. Even you know, when people get spyware and those sort of things installed that might capture their key presses, or you know, there, there's all sorts of hacking that goes on. But even you know, outside of that, there are there are plenty of risks, aren't okay, there? Okay, so you give your old mother an iPad. And you want to know that she's safe and sound and happy and you know so on. Are you spying on her? Is that you know? Is, it's, it could be seen as a good thing. It could mm, be seen mm. as an infringement of her rights. Yes, yeah, cer- I think certainly a few ch- challenges in yeah. the uh, in the years ahead on on this one. We're only really just starting to see the the, the beginnings of you know of of the challenges and. You know, we think about all of the security cameras that there are. I mean, UK is probably one of the craziest oh, places yeah. in terms of there just being security cameras on every corner. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of those being private, a lot of them being owned by the, the, the councils and police and so on. But, yeah, as that information becomes more more accessible, uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily need to spy on somebody's uh, uh, cell phone to find out where they've been because there's there's so many bits and pieces of footage around. Then we've got facial recognition People software and techniques, and, and, the, and you know, and, checking in when they know. get to be and be, being the mayor of you know, K Road or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There's and and then the, yeah, there's software like Foursquare and Facebook and so on where you can actually set and say I'm at yeah. this location. So uh, you know, and and I guess we do that sort of stuff often without even thinking about what the consequences, the information that yeah. we we put up on Facebook and social networks, uh, and 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 the like, and uh, you know, of course, there's potential for people to do that maliciously as well and put fake information up about people. Yeah, and the other thing is, is that, that information is being archived. I mean, it's not being thrown away. That's the, one of the other things that's happening is that um, you know, two years ago, you're outside two double seven in Newmarket, and you uh, you tell Facebook or Foursquare that's where you are. That information is still sitting there somewhere in a silo. Mm. And and you don't know how long these things sit around. Yeah. There's and and the false information can get out there. There's uh, and I, I, uh, one of the uh, regional executives for Semantic is in New Zealand at the moment, and I googled him, and the second entry is uh, I think this is something that Anonymous might have put on online. Uh, I'd have to go back through all the details, but the second entry is this thing that comes up and says such and such of. Uh, semantic is a liar and a cheat and cheats on his wife and da 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 all, all sorts of stuff uh, and, and uh, so yeah there's just all sorts yeah. of things that can uh, you know happen in this new connected online world of information so um, um, yeah and some not not particularly nice so. people can't see me shaking my head here <laughs> <laughs> okay well <laughs> let's move on to some uh, uh, some some happier topics. Uh, Samsung sounds like they're going to, you know, despite some uh, some little court challenges recently, they're uh, about to post some uh, some record profits. They're talking about uh, six point two billion uh, US dollars for the for the last uh, last quarter um, off the back of uh, sales of the uh, the Galaxy S. S3. So it's time to cue the jokes about them copying Apple's profits now as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not quite that big, no, are they? But no. uh, but yeah, they're they're, they're they're doing they're doing very strongly, and yeah, I think this uh, you know is a reflection of changes that they've made in their business over the last few years. They continue to make in terms of 
designing great products and then really going out and and investing and in, in promoting uh, promoting them and having that really really broad uh, product range where you can sort of buy into that that the Samsung Fridge. Um, <laughs> brand yeah, because yeah. they've got one of just about every electronic device that that there is. Oh, right? and and they fill every space from the smallest phones right up to the huge phones through to small tablets to large. You know, every mm. damn spot is there's not a there's not an, a niche that Samsung's not in, um, and I think that's deliberate. But you know when it comes to innovative companies in the world globally you'd say what well, apple first pretty much would you say samsung second i think i mean it depends what you're looking at whether hardware or software or, or just general innovation i mean the they're, they're sheer amount of innovative stuff they mm, turn churn mm, out probably mm. yeah probably they would be they'd certainly be in the top th- mm. three or four mm, mm. um and that's impressive and you know uh, yeah, let's let's get real here. People said that the people from Far East Asia couldn't do it. Mm. Well, they are. You know, it's well, Samsung have sort of become the you know the new Sony, haven't they? Yeah, yeah because they have. you know yeah. Sony was the company that invented the Walkman and did all these things. And you know, you wanted the best TV, you get the Sony Trinitron, and yeah. you know now Samsung are across a, a lot of those spaces. Not to uh, you know say that that. Uh, uh, Sony isn't still strong in various areas because there's there's some areas that they that they're very very good at, uh, but they've I think that that uh, Samsung have really taken that sort of uh, you know pole position amongst the sort yeah. of the Asian uh, and, and, Samsung, uh, and sorry and Sony you know, is electronics companies. Sony's woes are slightly linked to Japan's woes as well, I think. But um, um, but yeah, Samsung's definitely in that. They're, they're, they're certainly you know first rank mm. and. Um, I, I'm trying to think of who they who would be the next after those guys after Apple and Samsung. You know, it, it, after they well, there, there aren't a lot there there aren't a lot of companies that are playing in so many yeah, spaces, exactly. are there? I mean, uh, you know, Sony um, are making some uh, you know some great devices now in the mobile space with uh, you know well designed tablets, uh, you know, phones, cameras, yeah. various other things, but they're not. We're not seeing the the strength of that brand in the same way we are no. with Samsung. They're not successful across such a presence. They're not su- successful across multiple types of technologies. They I haven't mean, done well in the mobile space in recent years, no, have they? They had no. their tie up with um, uh, Ericsson, and, and they bought really, they bought that out, so they they own that brand entirely themselves. But it, they've uh, really fallen behind in TVs, and um, I'm told I'm not I'm not into gaming consoles that mm, much, but I'm mm. told that their gaming console. Is looking a bit tired behind competitors at the moment too, though so that you know that might be fanboyism. Well, yeah, I, I think I mean in the in the uh, in the in the space of uh, gaming, it, it's similar to some of the other technology spaces. There, there's a real value in building that ecosystem, and yeah. of course, Sony have done that uh, with with around the PlayStation, but it doesn't sort of stretch as far as what we're seeing from uh, some of the other vendors and the way they you know, we look at Apple with the games on the iPad, on the iPhone, and the music, and the apps, yeah. and all of these pieces that tie across so many devices. I think, uh, you know, Sony just don't, don't seem to have been able to uh, get that breadth, even though they do sell music yeah. and videos and games. Uh, that that you know they just don't have that that strength. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's uh, 
It's an interesting space, but I mean, they are still competing and competing pretty hard in, in a number of spaces. One of the things is their their camera sensors. If we look at the, the iPhone 4S and I think the uh, Samsung Galaxy S3, m- uh, most of those top uh, mobiles, I think, have a Sony sensor inside of them that's delivering those really good pictures. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some good technology still in mm. Sony. Mm. Could be that Sony got broken up, actually. That's... Mm. that's a possibility. One of the uh, one of the one of the products actually, I just saw a leak of in the in the last few days. A little bit of info coming through is a new uh, high end uh, SLR style camera from uh, from Sony, the Alpha uh, ninety nine. So I don't know if if you follow that space, but it's it's interesting to see how Sony, who bought out the uh, 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 Min- Minolta yeah. uh, style sort of uh, that that camera brand. And then have, have brought that through in the SLR and are, uh, are working very, very hard to compete there. Well, and they're finding it pretty hard against uh, Canon and, and Nikon. But they're, they're releasing some innovative products, but mostly or traditionally at the sort of the lower end. But they're working their way up. And the problem with that lower end, of course, is that it's competing with phones. Well, with the SLRs, I mean, they're, they're a different style sure, product, but, but, it's, uh, but it, it's still a hard one when the professional photography market is so embedded with, with yeah. you know... But, that, but the low-end phones, mm. uh, sorry, the low-end cameras, uh, you know... It's it, a it, disappearing space, isn't yeah, it? it is, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, now, one thing that's happened between uh, the last or the last Tuesday podcast and this one uh, talking about phones is we had uh, Nokia's announcement. They announced the uh, the Lumia 820 and the 920. Uh, I don't know if you caught some of the controversy around the uh, the, oh, yeah. the, the 920. There was the video yeah. that uh, purportedly sort of showed off their uh, stabilization technology. And uh, you could see a reflection in the in the in the windows of as this the the movement happened that the f- footage was actually taken on a on a full blown uh, yeah. uh, you know video camera rather than on the phone. Take the marketing people out and shoot them, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean with a camera. <laughs> Uh, but that 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 one's that one looks quite interesting. If if they're if they're to be believed, uh, you know we're we're going to see that next notch up, and we expect it in the new iPhone or whatever they call the new iPhone, iPhone five, new well, iPhone. I think they got the announcement out before the iPhone deliberately, and I, I and I've read some material from overseas that this is their last roll of the dice. I don't think so. I think they're gonna. I think they will have another chance, but it is it is getting down to the wire for them um about their survival well they don't they don't have um billions and billions of, of spare dollars in the bank they like, lo- like they did a couple of years ago they no. have been burning through it it's gone and um they'll get one or they'll get you know maybe one more chance after this and then they're going to get bought if they if it doesn't work so let's hope it's but it's, it's good it's good to see these smartphone cameras getting better because a couple of yeah. issues i have is one Night shots are, st- are still generally disappointing with the various LED flashes and so on. It's oh, hard to do that with a small red sensor eye. and a yeah. camera, and then you've got to deal with red eye. And there are apps for all those for those sort of things, but still, those sort of shots I find compared to your SLR, there's just such a big difference. Yeah. Uh, and and then yeah, they're just general shots that are blurry or just don't come out that well. Whether the optics and so on aren't so good, or or you. Or your you know video type situations where you, you get that movement and uh, yeah I think there's there's still there's plenty of room here for for more uh, more innovation. 
Uh, the other thing is that Nokia are making lovely phones. I mean, there's, there's, the product's really good. It's just being really good might not be enough. Um, it, it could be that the market's just gone past them. It's And it's sort of a, a state where we're seeing them a real sort of... Uh, you know consolidation you know yeah. there, there, there was a time there were lots and lots of brands around for different things i remember there were lots of pc brands there were all sorts of local pc brands gotcha. you know, those, those things you know don't exist now and and even the uh you know the more obscure pc brands that used to be around in the u.s have got you know gateway and well, and and other ones have all sort of merged in with other companies we've seen a real consolidation a- across most technology fields haven't we well i bet you most people listening couldn't name the number two android phone company um it's probably htc but you know is it htc i don't know maybe it is mm, but mm. it probably is but yeah, yeah but you know where are they compared to samsung yeah very di- a, yeah. a very different place yeah and that's not necessarily a reflection of product quality no. and, and, and and other things. It's 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 to do with marketing. It's it's to do with it's to do with perception and, and 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 so on. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Samsung brand because it's across so many spaces just carries a lot of weight to start with. And they come in and flash around a new product. Uh, people are looking out. They've just done so well with their past products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now talking of that, we, we've had uh, we've had here the uh, the uh, new Samsung Galaxy Note ten point one with the little stylus. You had a had a play with that. How what what were your uh, what were your thoughts on uh, on using a, st- a tablet with a stylus? Because you're usually operating on your iPad yeah. a, as you are right now. It uh, may be nostalgic for my Newton, my Apple <laughs> Newton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that um, uh, that takes us back. Uh, well, yeah, it does. nearly 20 years. Um, look, I'm a journalist, and um, I'm, I've been taking notes with a pen for you know, best, I mean, up until probably about a year ago. I was taking, uh, you know, it was my main um, way of taking notes. Um, I like the stylus. I like the idea of it. And I was quite impressed when I tried the, um, the text recognition, but I wouldn't like to push that too hard. Um, one of the problems is, um, as for, I mean, as, this is specifically a journalist problem, is that um, we're taught shorthand. And I was taught shorthand a long time ago, and I kind of forgot it when I was working as an editor and so on. Um, so I now use a bastardized form of um, shorthand, and I'm damn sure that nothing can recognize it <laughs> because, you know something, I can't even read it back. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, who, who knows? Uh, you know, I guess once this stuff gets more mainstream, then the, the possibility of being able to do those custom things and 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 you know formal shorthands and so on but it's so could, much could more natural it's, it's, it is writing with your writing with a pen is so much more natural. yeah i really i really enjoy it do you think it's going to come you know to the ipad because we're now seeing it's on and you know we're seeing a number of well, android devices we you know we had we we talked about it on the uh, uh lenovo thinkpad tablet as well a few weeks ago course there's you know a number of the windows 8 tablets are going to have it my, Where, where's um, apple in this well my my um my wife has got an Android smartphone. Um, she didn't like it with all the touch stuff, so she went out and bought a, a stylus, an Android phone stylus, which apparently they sell lots of. Um, you can buy stylus. If you go down to Dick Smith, there's a row of styli. I imagine it is be styli for, mm, the, um, mm. for the iPad. But they're very different to the pens yeah. of, a, of a tablet that's been designed yeah, yeah, they are. with a... Uh, two separate types of sensors. You've got the touch sensor for your finger 
and then you've got a, a sort yeah. of a digitizer for the pen and, and it doesn't get mixed up between no, whoops, right. I lent on the screen while scribbling. It sort of knows how to handle that. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I, I think, um, I don't think Apple's going to do it. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm sure that Apple's not about to release an uh, 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 iPad with a stylus. It may be a point of difference between the brands. Um, you've got to remember that Apple still has something like 80% of the tablet market. And so it's down to the others to differentiate. So I don't know. I, I think it's a nice point of differentiation as well. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, looking at uh, JVC as a brand, which is one we don't we don't talk about uh, we don't talk about too often, but they they sometimes have some interesting uh, some interesting products. Uh, one of one of the ones that uh, that I've used them for has been uh, some of their uh, their car stereos where they've got Bluetooth capability and so on. Um, recently, they've uh, they've announced some new uh, new projectors, and again, a pro- something we talked about recently was the ultra high definition uh, TVs, and they've got an uh, eighty four inch ultra high definition TV prototype. So this is the uh, this is the the very very high resolution, the 8K mm. resolution. Uh, but they're also starting to come out now with projectors targeted at the home market that are 4K, which means they're four times the resolution of the full HD projectors and TVs we uh, we see today. So I'm wondering how much a, a video would, the download would be in gigabytes of that. Would probably be. Do you, if it's four times as many pixels, is that four times the size, or is that? It, it, yeah, it is, it, yeah, effectively, it, it, it would be. So that I think that's one of the challenges. You know, we, we've been getting excited about the ultra fast broadband and yeah. fiber coming to New Zealand, and you know, a, a, a little bit like the way we we now look back on dial up and yeah. say, oh, dial up's rubbish. You couldn't use that for anything. It, you know, if we start relying on these higher resolution yeah. uh, type TVs and projectors well, and so on, fiber, we're, right? we're, yeah. we're just going to be laughing at anyone that still has an ADSL type connection because it would be of no use uh, to, to stream this sort of content or to do video conferences or anything. In fact, uh, you know, even the fiber will, might need another speed bump to be able to, uh, to, to, to keep up with it. But I'm, trying to fi- I'm just trying to figure out in my head what 84 inches is in me- in metres. That's, what, a couple of metres? Um, 36 inches is a metre, right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's... So that's, yeah. so that's a couple of metres, mm, yeah. Mm, it's it's mm. a couple of metres across. Which so, you can easily do with a projector today. Yeah, but a but TV you... that that size is a, is a big, chunky TV. In fact, they had... They had one. Uh, they had the Pixel Sense, which is the uh, the the company that Microsoft bought um, a couple of months ago. They had that Pixel Sense uh, screen, uh, Windows eight sort of touch uh, screen computer at uh, at TechEd last week, and stunning, huge, uh, but you know, big. huge. So you huge need a mansion. Thing. You need to buy a mansion. You need a you need a big room. Yeah. You need a big room for it for sure. So John yeah. Key could get one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he, and, he, and, he, and he probably would. Yeah. But, uh, it's, but, it's, but the, the rest of us won't be able to afford these devices anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing is, is that really, I mean, uh, a two-metre screen, you know, you really would need a big room to put that in. But I think it's, you know, we get we get used to, I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago a 40-inch screen was, was $30,000. Yeah. We're talking devices that are cheaper than that. Uh, 
this stuff will be mainstream somewhere you know somewhere in the next few oh, years yeah. it will it will just be the norm and you know y- y- there'll be a big tv on your wall or a projector or something else that uh is different to what what we're what we're used to today it's just the nature of it and that the 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 samsungs and sony's of this world will always have something to sell us to replace what we're yeah, what I we're think, buying i think you're right but I, th- I think there's a but i do think there's a limit to the size of a screen you can put in a in an ordinary living room I um, don't. I like the bigger, the oh, better. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's why I like to use a projector. <laughs> oh, okay. You can fill up a whole wall yeah. with it. Uh, right. But I, I'm probably unusual in those regards. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, interesting anyway. And But but some yeah, some big money that's, to be spent to buy those devices well, at the moment. Well, I was going to say that that's, that's not going to come cheap, is it? Uh, no. No, it's, uh, it's big bucks at the moment. Uh, I think I just had those... Uh, those numbers up before uh, 12,000 12, uh, US dollars for, uh, for for one of the uh, one of the projectors. Uh, the other one is is five thousand US. The interesting thing is about that uh, for the, those four um, K projectors is they actually take a high definition signal and upscale them, so they're not actually taking the full oh. a full four K signal yet uh, because where, where would you get that yeah, 4K yeah. signal from anyway? No one's making Blu-rays at that resolution, uh, so they take the standard signal and then sort of, uh, you know, intersperse dots in there to to, to make it fake. supposedly. Yeah, they fake it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but I heard that the ultra high definition TV um, is expected to come in heading towards the twenty thousand US dollar uh, mark. So but, um, yeah, so but like you say, they were thirty grand not so long ago. Mm, so mm. yeah. Righto. Uh, now, there were there was um, a a secret account. This news just 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 came out uh, in the last few in the last few days. Uh, you you may have come across this one. Uh, this is ways that um, power plants or power stations um, have been found to be open to electronic. Uh, tampering and what what we've heard is that the makers of some of the network equipment that sit in uh, in the power plants um, have actually had a, a, a sort of a backdoor route that uh, that people can go in and get into uh, into these networks that have been um, uh, used particularly in the US and apparently it's the um, the US Department of Homeland uh, Security <laughs> that, that has been warning <laughs> these utility companies you know hey if you've got this equipment uh, someone can uh, someone can jump into your network and then and, and can you know potentially the American spooks that insisted that all this technology did have a backdoor I think it was wasn't it well they, they want there to be a backdoor <laughs> so that they can get yeah. in but now they're realizing that there are these backdoors that other people can get in and uh, yeah and and take control yeah. so uh, you know these I guess these are just the the, the risks of the the current technological age and but in in which you know we exist but yeah but look you, you, you put a backdoor in so the spooks can get in and then they act surprised that other people come in through the back door <laughs> you know, really yeah <laughs> Well, it's interesting because this, you know, this is a, uh, you know, a, a business product that you would expect to have a good level of security. Yeah. I mean, we've heard about, uh, you know, for instance, consumer, uh, the, these, you know, web cameras that people put in their homes, low-cost consumer web cameras 
that, oh, you know, surprise, surprise, this cheap web camera that you bought for $100 and, and allows you to get at the, uh, the footage from your iPad or your laptop, etc., actually isn't very secure and a member of the public can go in and have a look at all the footage around your home live uh, because it's not very, you know, locked down. You know, so we've, we've heard of these sorts of things before, but I guess there's that expectation of, you know, when a business buys yeah. a buys one of these networking products, it might be ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, or you know, big, big numbers. Uh, that more attention is paid to security than it might be to a little hundred dollar consumer product. But you know, in some cases, they're they're just as they're just well, as vulnerable. These well, you'd uh, think you know these business got products. The contract would have been that would have been specified somewhere. Well, I I, I guess it's pretty hard to audit these things, isn't yeah. it? And. Uh, you know, uh, you know, often, uh, um, you know, someone's developed this and you know, some form of isolation with it, with it not having uh, been audited well. But even when we look at the, you know, the big yeah. products from uh, Microsoft and Apple and, and and Google and others, you know, every month there are uh, there are security issues that are that are that are found uh, in in products from all of these vendors. So, uh, you know, I guess no no one's um, uh, you know, no one gets off the hook here. Or, it's all unsafe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just turn all the technology off now. Listeners, if, you, yeah. if you're hearing this announcement, please turn off your smartphone, your tablet, or your computer. It is time to stop listening. It is yeah. unsafe to be listening to this podcast or to use technology. Please turn out the lights. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's, there's going to be. It's just going to happen. I mean... Hell, you know, you'd, you'd think that when it's something important like a power plant, there might be some proper security procedures in place. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Well, it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice, but, uh, yeah, just just doesn't always happen. So, I mean, it is a good reminder, you know, to us just, you know, to, to have good practices where we can control them, but to realise there are th- some things that are going to be uh, outside of our control, and, and you know, particularly where where confidential information is concerned, you know, wrap it up in as good a security as as uh, you know a, as you can. And uh, obviously, there's always going to be a level of balance. And please don't build a nuclear power station in Auckland. <laughs> 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 At least not until this is fixed. Uh, now, other other things. Um, Evernote and OneNote was a, was a topic that we were going to uh, going to chat about. You uh, had been talking about using uh, OneNote on your iPad, and and you know that's one of the applications from uh, from Microsoft. That in fact, it's the one application out of Microsoft Office that's available uh, on the iPad. Yep. It's available on the new uh, Windows 8 user interface, what we used to call Metro, as well as being available uh, on Windows, but not not yet. Uh, available on Mac or or on Android um, but you you were talking about uh, Evernote which is I guess uh, OneNote's arch rival well, and how you've been enjoying using that recently yeah yeah I, I rediscovered Evernote I it's it's a long story and I won't go into the whole all the details <laughs> but but I needed I mean I, I mean, I've been a, um, a OneNote user for some time and I used Evernote before that and um, I like both the applications and um, I just rediscovered Evernote in the last, well, in the last month, really, and it's a wonderful piece of um, software in that it's it's a very smooth experience. I've got a Windows phone, I've got an Android phone, I've got a tablet, I've got a couple of PCs. Um, other people at home have got PCs, 
And on whatever I use Evernote on, it's this beautiful, seamless experience across you know, the different types of technology um, for sharing you know, snippets of data and so on. There's, there's, um, some, there's stuff on there like recipes and so on. On my, on my one, there's photographs. Um, and it just works beautifully across the various platforms. I, I can't think of anything else that complex does. I mean, you know, sure, uh, plain text works nicely across everything. Sure. But, you know, but this, but the, Evernote just does this complex clipping beautifully across everything. And the, 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 these, uh, these note apps in, in terms of Evernote and, and, and OneNote, I mean, describe for, for those who haven't, well, haven't used them, what do they in, in, incorporate? This is more than, than just straight text, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, much, much more. I, mean, I, think, I think OneNote was originally designed when the original, the early Windows tablets, I, maybe as long ago as 3.1, but anyway, the very first, you know, the tablets and the machines. With a, with a stylus. Or, yeah, yeah, and then so the on. ones with the swivel screens that would fold over, you know, the screens that would occasionally break as you turn them and fold them over to fold the keyboard up and so on. But they were they were a great idea. But OneNote was the shining application that came out of that, and it was fabulous for people like students who are collecting notes for essays and so on. And of course, back to being a journalist, it's great for collecting notes when you're preparing a story, or particularly when you're doing a complex story with a feature where you've got lots of sources and um, bits of information and so on. Bringing them together with OneNote was, works beautifully. Now the problem was is that I've got OneNote on my iPad, but it's it's a pretty much a read-only app. I can read my um, OneNote files, but you can't do much with them on the iPad other than look at them. Um, and I found a couple of um, independent third-party apps. There's one called Outline, and it's grown. It's, it's paid-for version called Outline Plus, right? Which are um, they're nice editors for OneNote it on an tie, iPad. Ties into OneNote, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's 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 and it's um, it's a nice app, but the thing is, is that you know across platforms, um, Evernote's the way to go. That's that's pretty much what I learned, and mm. um, um, so I don't know. I mean, if if I'm going to carry on working between a, a Windows PC and an iPad, well, I'm going to carry on using both at the moment. But I think eventually I'm going to choose one. I don't know. And have you have you any fears about um, the the issues that Evernote had in the past, do you think they've learnt learnt well from those lessons? Because there was a point in time where a lot of their data got, or some yeah. of their data got uh, got lost, didn't it? And they lost, you know, people yeah, have spent was. all this time putting this information I, in via the web and so on, and, I think uh, I and might it got have lost wiped some, out. Actually, yeah, I think I did lose some. Um, yeah, well, who knows? I mean, here's the here's the here's the. Do you sync? Do you synchronize it back to a, a device? So you've I did. Got two copies? I, I, yeah. I had it. I had it stored, and I, and also mm. I backed up the store, so that was good. Uh, I, I I'm very um, paranoid about anything that's important. Anything to do with work is backed up on about seventeen different things. I think. Um, but here's the here's the rub. Um, about oh, shortly after I rediscovered Evernote, I discovered OneNote two uh, twenty thirteen. You know the new version, which is beautiful, and hey, it works with SkyDrive, and hey, it works really well with SkyDrive, and there's a nice little clipping app that comes with it. And so, what's really happened is is the Microsoft have really lifted their game. So it's a 
beautiful example of a competitive market, uh, you know, a head-to-head competitive market where you've got two developers innovating. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just how the software market should work top to bottom. Yeah, and we've seen that in the mobile market, so many other you know, yeah. spaces, the you know, tablet market and so on. And I think, yeah, it is really important that this innovation, uh, you know, continues that there are competitors. I'm curious whether uh, someone's going to come along and, and have a go at Evernote uh, yeah. and, you know, whether, whether it's going to be subject to, a, to some, you know, some sort of you know, ac- acquisition. You can imagine this would work quite well for, for Google or, uh, or Apple to have it in, uh, yeah, in their, I, their camp. I think that's possible. I also think, um, um, I think the other thing is, is that um, Microsoft still haven't got a great OneNote application for the iPad which is the other flip side of that as well. Mm, mm. And um, I've got OneNote. I've got a OneNote app on my um, Windows phone. That's good. I've got a OneNote app on my Android phone. I seem to remember that's not as happy. So, you know, Mm. Microsoft may actually... Are Microsoft going to keep OneNote purely within the Windows camp? Is it going to be a Surface thing and a uh, Windows 8 thing and that the others are going to be neglected? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard. It, yeah, it's hard to know where they're going with that. It seems like they're spreading themselves broader, but they still they still want to make Windows the platform of yeah. you know of choice. Which for a while there, it looked like you know that that Windows was sort of you know very much on its way out with the likes of the iPad and and so on coming through. Uh, although you know Windows eight is their play to make sure they're on these portable devices that everyone likes to use. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what the quite what that picture is going to look like. Uh, you know, when we look sort of twelve twelve months or so from you know from now. But uh, yeah, you can see that there's there's a degree that they want to encourage people to buy Windows, but they also want to make sure Office is, it keeps being a, a you know the platform of choice for people to uh, to, it, to store you know files in and edit their files with. But yeah, it, I mean, they, they, it means that Office has to be compelling. It has to be everywhere. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, we, I think there was a bit of a chat when we had Paul Throt on, uh, you know, our, our discussion last week around uh, whether Office would be coming, you know, sort of in its entirety to uh, to the iPad, and, and his opinion was that he that he thought that would be on its way next year. So I don't know whether that was whether he had any insider info on that, or whether that's just going to be the natural progression after Windows 8 comes out that we will then see uh, we will see something come to the iPad. Uh, on the flip side of that is that. Has Windows really? Ha, sorry, has is Office really coming to Windows eight? Well, half and half because the only one, the only app is uh, OneNote that is going to be a full touch and that you know yeah. Metro Windows eight sort of style application. Uh, the other, the you know the Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, Outlook are, are still more traditional style apps. But so, they don't lend themselves to that touchy feely thing. I mean, you know. Um, Word is very much a word processor. You need to type with a keyboard to use it. Well, I do. But you, but you like to use, uh, you know, you 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 like to use um, Evernote on your iPad. Yeah, yeah. right. Which and, you know, that's a content creation yeah. sort of tool. So, yeah, the, you know, are the, you know, are they going to need to create a? Will they create a touch friendly sort of Windows version before they? 
uh, they go after the iPad, for instance, mm. or, or Android. I don't, don't know. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I don't I'm know, not, but not decided on that one yet but, either. Yeah, but the thing is, is there's some scope for innovation there. There is, and uh, <laughs> let let the let the competition continue. Yeah, uh, because the you know the, the the innovation we're seeing at the moment is uh, is is having a great impact. It's almost like it's almost like the whole um, PC. Well, I was going to say it's not really PC anymore, but the whole tech industry is having a second wind of competition. I mean, it ha- it comes along about once every ten years. You get into these competitive frenzies, and we're in one now. Love it, love yeah, it. Long yeah. long may it continue. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a bit of blood on the floor, but um, even better, you know. Hey, <laughs> that's uh, part for the course. Uh, now, talking of blood on the floor, um, there's been Robo Cup 2012, which has been uh, been been uh, taking place in in Mexico, Mexico City. Uh, so the, the, there's a whole lot of stuff online for those that are that are really interested in. Um, uh, robotics and and these happenings. There's there's some yeah. There's been some cool stuff. Sort of uh, you know robots. Uh, you know playing playing soccer. Um, there there's been I think a a, a um, uh, I saw a mention uh, for the Louis Vuitton best uh, best humanoid robot award. Uh, a whole bunch of really fun yeah, stuff happening here. It's fabulous. I. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play my old man card here. <laughs> <laughs> when I started out in the uh, beginning of the '80s as a tech journalist, the thing in the UK at the time was something when I was working was something called Micro Mouse, which was a mouse usually with a 6502 or a Z80 chip in it. And the idea was you had to build a mouse that could get to the middle of a very very simple maze. Right, so I'd have a little, uh, you know, CPU, little yeah. processor in it, and um, you know, and we're talking about, you know, ZX eighty one stuff. You know, it's really simple stuff, and um, they most of them couldn't even get to the middle of the maze. You know, it was it was the wow. idea was the fastest was the winner, but sure, three quarters of them didn't even just get couldn't there. complete. Yeah, couldn't complete, and the, and these mazes were not complex. But I remember talking to a, I remember actually being at one of these competitions. And talking to one of these designers, and, he, and I said, "Yeah, I said this is this is pretty cool, but where do you think this is all going to go?" And he says, "Oh, one day we'll have them playing football." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, well, there you go. Yeah, and, and I said, "Oh, come on, you're kidding! I can't because these things. I mean, they look like you know, they look like bits of Lego and Meccano with a, a computer stuck on top." Yeah, yeah. I never thought we we're going to see these Android-style things playing football. But it's a, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? For those that are interested, have a have a look at the Verge. There was really really good piece yeah. on there. Actually, they've covered it well, uh, and uh, and one of the the little captions on one of the photos, I I guess um, you know shows that there's there's still some some work to be done on this. And the caption was the robot dives two seconds too late. In the wrong direction, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know there, there's still some smarts that we've got over over these little uh, little guys at the moment. But uh, I wonder you know, if they've if, taught the robots to dive so they get a penalty. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if that's how far it, it you know yeah. it's come in in the last sort of you know twenty years or so. Uh, yeah, I just love. Well, actually, I'm a bit scared to think about where this might be in another twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
uh, yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite exciting to see events like this where you've got uh, you know basically hundreds of these devices coming together from you know all sorts of people putting them together and and and, uh, and, and these things are you know are looking really really uh, you know capable and flexible and able to do all sorts of here's things. Here's the rub, right? It's a fun competition, and it's you know it's it's really I mean in a sense robots playing football is just toys. But what are they learning about robotics while they're doing that? Um, you know, some pretty good stuff, I reckon. So um, I think that, I think it's great because it's actually giving people, in effect, artificial problems. But artificial problems to push the technology forward. Love it. And yeah, we, we've we've done a little bit of uh, you know coverage of some of the other robotics things, and uh, you know there was a competition here in here yeah. in Auckland. Uh, uh, I think it was you know last year now earlier on this year and uh, you know it's good it's 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 good to create these sort of outlets for uh, you know particularly for students and so on to get them to get involved in uh, but there's going to be great business opportunities in the robotics space and New Zealand's one of those sort of countries where uh, you know there's a potential for a lot of innovation to uh, you're, you know you're right to happen you're right but I've been hearing that for I mean I started working as a tech journalist in 1980, and I heard that then. I also heard back then that any day now, voice recognition will really, really work. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that's always been just around the corner. And it, you know, we might be saying the same thing another thirty years. I hope not. I hope no, not. I, know, I, know. I mean, we're starting to see that voice thing sort of, uh, it is you know, working. get yeah. get uh, you know, get past a point of it being a total joke to yeah. to where. There are there are you know genuine usage usages for it uh, you know for it now. So. And a lot of people rely on it, of course. And and the same the same goes with the robots. I mean, it's 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 happening, but it's just not. We're just not at that tipping point yet with either of them. I think. All right, now, gadget happenings. Now we chatted a little bit earlier about the uh, the Nokia uh, announcements, but this is as well as uh, Nokia's announcement, of course. Uh, Amazon and their uh, their Kindles. Now, of course, in New Zealand, the the most popular Kindles are uh, the you know the black and white screen e readers, the electronic book uh, readers that we use because, of course, the the color uh, Kindle Fire hasn't been publicly available here, and its functionality has been a, you know a little bit limited unless you've got a VPN. Uh, but they they've just really you know made the announcement of their new products. Uh, What's what's your take on uh, on on what's coming through, and do you think we're going to have uh, access to to the full range in New Zealand anytime soon? Well, I think the first thing is is that um, Amazon have clearly marked this territory out as theirs, um, and the, these are very aggressive announcements in terms of pricing and you know what the technology is and everything, and um, it's clearly it's clearly Amazon's market for the moment. Um, so they've reduced the price of the original Kindle Fire, haven't they? That's the yeah. one you were talking about at that one fifty sort yeah. of type uh, price point, or one one four nine in the US, yeah, and probably similar is, you know, in Australia. And they've replaced that with I, I uh, books that are that expensive. Yeah. Know? Well, what is it? The Kindle Fire HD. So that's the yeah. model that replaces it, and it's coming in at that one hundred ninety nine dollar exactly. price point that the Kindle Fire was at previously. But this is a uh, a much more powerful unit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, and and the thing is, is that there's also, it's also sort of taking out the turf at the low end of the tablet market as well. So there's a point where tablets and ebook readers, you know, pretty much merge. 
and it's it's around about that point um yeah i think it's i think that at that point it's the it you know we're just mentioning tipping points it's a tipping point probably for the ebook industry i mean suddenly it's not a big expense to go out and buy yourself a reader well the uh yeah and and the the traditional kindles here i was in uh in in dick smith over the weekend and they're still selling those at reasonably high you know yeah. high price points in in this country anyway it's still close to three hundred dollars for uh you know for some of those models uh so yeah we're really getting to that point where uh you know pre- presuming that we, we eventually see these the good brand quality uh color tablets uh in new zealand at, at similar to u.s uh price points where yeah it really is converging yeah. and and you have to weigh up. Well, do I really ju- do I really need that black and white reader with with you know weeks worth of uh, you know battery, or would I be better off with something where I can read books on it, plus you know do all the all the sorts of things that you do on a on a tablet? Yeah, I'm going to argue against that, um, but I think I think I I mean the thing I like about the iPad over uh, when I'm working on it over the um, PC is that it's actually harder to be distracted than it is on a pc right and particularly if you turn notifications off if yeah you've so, got to turn those yeah, off yeah, if yeah. you don't want to be distracted right. right um but the thing about reading a book is the last thing i want if i'm into a really good book is you know something pinging up telling me that someone's uh, named me on facebook or whatever sent it's, you a tweet yeah, or new emails yeah. arrived yeah, I or just, yeah i just don't <laughs> want that and and um I think that so. I think the you know a rule of using technology is to simplify, simplify, simplify. No, ebook reader, plain and simple. That's for me. Mm. I I see, I mean I use I use both, and yeah, I I enjoy the simplicity and the lightness and so on of a of a you know of the straight uh, ebook reader. Although I must say it's it's more when I'm sort of away on holiday that I get a chance to really use yeah. that that technology and the convenience of not having to carry a stack of books is sort of well, I've you know, one, of, one of the big now. points, right? <laughs> I've, I've, I've resisted right up until now. Um, if, I need, if I do need to read a book electronically, I'll read it on my iPad. But from, I, I'm pretty sure that Santa will be bringing me something like that at Christmas. Nice. Well, it's not too far off now. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the other two uh, products that were announced uh, in in the uh, in the Kindle Fire range uh, was the Kindle Fire HD eight point nine inch, and so you know you you've got a screen there that's uh, that's rivaling the iPad yeah. uh, almost. That's two ninety nine US dollars. They're launching that at, and then for another two hundred, there's one with a with a four G, uh, you know, mobile uh, data cap- well, like capability. Well, I said, it's, it's very aggressive pricing. It is, and yeah. um, it's. I, I I'm just thinking here that we could see um, that Amazon will be the competitor for um, Apple in the tablet space. So, we've we've now got. Uh, the the Kindle Fire HD, which is coming in at the same pro- price point uh, as the uh, the low end Nexus Seven from Google, yeah. uh, but you know looks as though you know we're we're seeing that uh, that focus from uh, Amazon. You know they're selling it in so that so that you can buy books off them and and buy videos well, and other content. I guess Google are doing the same as as. as is everyone going to start playing in the space where they well, start discounting down their products 
because of the extra revenue they make on 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 selling uh, you know services hey, and, we're and back content. To, we're back to what we open with with the um, Australian publishers uh, yeah, giving away tablets. That's, that's it's true. The, it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, and I think we are. I think that's. I think that's exactly it. I think Amazon is actually. I mean, Amazon started as a book bookseller. I think that's what it's doing. I think it's the same same model, um, except they own the player. The, um, my word, that's a that's a good vertical move. Mm. Um, so we we we're. We're at Apple and Microsoft going to play in this space because if you know if we l- let's look at the iPad, it's a, it's a premium level device. There's a lot of profit in in generally within the Apple products, yeah. But they're generally a really a pre, you know a premium end product. Uh, now we've got Google and Amazon yep. bringing in these discounted devices that really look as though certainly in the US market and I don't know how they 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 will go here because they you know they're not so broadly available uh and even in the US we've seen the iPad continue to stay very yeah. very strong in the market you know 80 plus percent okay uh market share how's all this going to shake down yeah well look here's the thing right no one aspires to own a Kindle in the way they aspire to own an iPad okay it's a prestige thing it's a um, it's a statement about you. You know, it's all that sort of because that's you're why it. you've got one. No, Bill. it's not. No, oh, it's not. But, but, but what I'm saying is, is that it's um, it's the whole deal, right? Yeah. And and it and it is. It's, you're buying into a whole lot of stuff with the um, the Kindles. You're buying it for a job. It's not the same thing. Okay, um, the Google Google kind of sits between the two uh, i i see the google as kind of the um you know the corolla of the uh, the tablet market uh, apple is you know the bmw or the mercedes or whatever the kindle it's the fun cargo it's there for a job you know it's it's not a it's not a toy in the same way that maybe the maybe the google one could be so i think that so what well, what sort of car will, will a Windows 8 tablet be then? Where's that going to fit oh, in? Oh, that'll probably be a Ford Falcon or a Commodore or something. The, the thing is, is the... <laughs> I <laughs> but love the, these but, analogies. Yeah, but the point, the point I'm making here is, is that the Kindle has its niche and it's nicely niched for what it does. Um, the, the, Google, the Google device, I think, is largely about price rather than its job. I think that's the differentiator for it is, 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 is price. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking that Amazon will be successful and Apple will continue to be successful. Google, who knows? And Microsoft? Microsoft has a... Uh, Microsoft is in a different position. It's the fleet model. When I said the, uh, when I said the Falcon and the um, Commodore, I wasn't joking. It's, it's the one when... Um, you know, a large pharmaceutical company goes out and buys a thousand tablets. They're going to buy a Windows Eight tablet. It's it's going to be the fleet model. There will be people who want that. I mean, there's people who buy Commodores and Falcons and so on for themselves. But it's it's but that's where it sits in the market. It's going to be primarily the business fleet model tablet. All right. Oh, yeah. that's a, that's an interesting analogy. Yeah. Well, let let's see how <laughs> let's see how it all floats out. Uh, now, 
finishing up, we're, we're, we're on the verge of announcements from Apple, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, Thursday, I think. Now, one, one of the things being bandied around is that the iPod Touch is going to bump as as they say that the iPhone is up to a bigger screen, a four inch screen. I'm I'm just not going to predict anything because there's just so much stuff that's been written, and some of those people as, don't as there is always around these announcements. Right? Yeah, and the thing is, is that there's 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 two things going on. There's some people that know a bit, and there's probably some deliberate smokescreen stuff being put up too. So I'm not going to come down and say I know what's going to happen. I just don't know what's going to happen. What I do think is that this is a far more important announcement for Apple than we than we may suspect. Because although the f- iPhone 4S was a sales success for Apple, it wasn't critically acclaimed. There wasn't the same wow factor there was with earlier iPhones. So if they if they don't wow people on Thursday, then the iPhone's going to become another smartphone. You know, maybe a prestige well, one. I think it would be a long time before the iPhone was just another smartphone. I, th- I mean, the, just the, the yeah. The, I'm the, not the, saying uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's the end of Apple or anything. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is is it, it's not the the the. The specifics of, you know, speculating about the specifics are all mm. very good. Mm. But what really matters is, do people wake up Thursday morning? So we'll, we'll, we'll get that news breakfast mm. time on mm. Thursday. Mm. Um, are we entering a new world like we were when the first iPhone came along? Or is it just another iPhone? Well, I think it'd be very hard to enter, you know, I mean, the, the, the first iPhone was just, a, was, a, was, yeah. a, was just such a change to what we'd yeah. been used to with this uh, you know this touch computing, and the, you know the iPad was 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 similar, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean the iPhone 4s, as we look at it today, yeah, there are shortcomings in terms of compared to other products in terms of screen size, and uh, you know that that that's probably probably one of the biggest ones actually. Uh, but you've got a you know you've got a high resolution screen, you've got a good camera. I mean it's a, it's, it's a, a very very capable device. It's a really so, nice phone. You know th- it, there aren't too many directions that they can necessarily go. No, but with I'd hardware, say, there's. But I'd say the top Android phones, certainly as far as the hardware is concerned. I mean software, I think Apple still has it, quite frankly. But as far as the hardware is concerned, the 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 really nice HTCs, the really nice Samsung phones. Hell, the really nice Nokia phones are actually physically nicer than the iPhone 4S. Um, well, I think that's something that's very much in a, uh, you yeah. know, I okay. mean, it it's is. in the eye of the beholder, isn't it, in sure, terms of those sure. things? But it's not, but but whatever they, whatever they are, they're not a generation behind. You know, in terms of hardware, they're certainly not a generation behind. They, You, you, you could argue they're, you know, maybe they're, they're not a generation ahead, but they could be a... Mm. Yeah, a head mm. by a neck or so. Um, so on Thursday, does Apple pull back into the front in terms of its phone? I'm, I'm guessing that they probably will, but how far ahead will they be and how long will they stay there? Well, how many people have you already heard saying that they will be getting the new iPhone? Oh, it's going to sell in millions. You know, it, there, there's, yeah. there's, there's just no issue, it's, is there? No, the, the, it's the, not. The, the, and like I said, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not predicting the end or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's important how it's received. I mean, are people going to say, wow, 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 or are they going to say, oh, yeah? 
um, well, fanboys are going to say, well, 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 whatever. Mm. Um, but what's the gen- what's the opinion outside those circles going to be? Um, and I think, I mean, I, you know, I'd love to see something innovative. I'm hoping we do. Mm. We, 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 we quite likely will. But if it's not, you know, I think it could be... Well, the thing to look at on, um, on Thursday, after you've had your breakfast, is to go and look what happens to Apple's share price. That's the real teller, I think. Um, we'll see. Yeah, how does the broader market sort of respond? And yeah, yeah. Is this something that cements, uh, you know, Apple's continued sort of uh, yeah. growth and value as a business, or, or, or is there a little bit of a, a blip there if they or don't manage to pull yeah. pull something off that's uh, yeah. uh, maybe as 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 exciting as some people I, might might anticipate? And I'm not saying it is a turning point. I'm just saying it's more important mm. to the company than you, than you know may be assumed. Now, there's some some thoughts, and I'm certainly of the opinion that we're about to see, uh, probably about to see new iMacs and some other products well, my, announced. Could my could were they need to have? Well, it's been sort of <laughs> yeah. about 18 months, hasn't yeah. it, since we've had a, had an iMac. So you and, go out and, and buy and, a new and, iMac today, and you're buying a you're 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 buying a computer that's of of a you know yesteryear sort of generation, or, oh, or yeah. you know it, it can feel that way. And are you listening, Apple? A new Mac Mini, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we're going to see some of these, and yeah. you, whether that that happens this week or whether that happens in the next in the next few weeks. But if we were to see a whole lot of product announcements, such as a new iMac, at the same time, would that be any sort of would that be any indicator of yeah, it would of, of anything? Yeah, it would. If they if Thursday morning it's just the iPhone, maybe a new form factor for the iPad, which has been banded about right so so we just say just say oh yeah possibly a new ipod if it's just those things i think yeah that's 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 cool if they chuck a lot of stuff out to the market on thursday it's an indication they're not confident about the wow factor in that phone right fascinating yeah fascinating (laughs) okay well well let's wait i think uh (laughs) Um, we're 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 probably uh, we're probably out out of time here, uh, but there'll be there'll be judgments from our listeners, I'm sure, and and we'll get some we'll get some comments back because oh, it's yeah. not very far away un- until these announcements come through. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting just to uh, to have a have a look at th- some of those numbers in terms of uh, share prices. But you know, I think uh, you know if the industry is watching anyone right now, it's still. It's still all about Apple and oh, what yeah. and what Apple yeah. does. Yeah. So uh, you know, so it's a, it's a pretty exciting week, really, to to see what comes through. And it's interesting, uh, you know, again, just to just to watch how all of the other the the other players are announcing products, sort of before or oh, after yeah. Apple, and that you know that the whole industry is is to a big degree revolving around around Apple this and a, and this, what they do. Yeah, this company's in the pole position. I mean it's I mean look the the question about Tim Cook's leadership this that's gone, that's done, that's that's dusted. It's can they maintain that pole position um as a company? I you know, I'm kind of I'm torn. I don't. Know. I don't know the answer. I'm just, but I want to ask the question. Well, and that was certainly something we were talking about be- be- before we started the podcast, yeah. wasn't it? Is you know all of these company innovative companies, the IBM's and Microsofts, and uh, you know 
across the board, there, you know, there generally is a, you know, you were you were saying there's a point in time where they they sort of hit their, uh, hit, hit hit their peak, and you yeah. were hinting that that maybe that's uh, that's coming up for uh, yeah, yeah for, the, for the likes of this, Apple. I'm not saying it's coming up this year, but no. I'm saying that it's. Um, there's, uh, I mean, Apple's been there before. Remember, I mean, they they peaked and fell back before. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's happening this year. I'm just saying that it will happen, you know, one day. Um, and it's not. We're not talking about ten years away. It's it's going to happen at some point in the next five years. Um, that doesn't mean to say they'll fail. Um, IBM still around, still very successful. Microsoft's still around, still very successful. It does mean that they won't be the pole position at some point. Um, that may that may be as long as you know five or six years away. Mm. Well, I guess companies go through different phases, yeah, and yeah. you know there, there's a rise and there's there's a fall, and sometimes those falls are very very minor, and some you know sometimes they're uh, uh, they're bigger. But you know we look at Microsoft, for instance, they're uh, you know certainly their stock value, uh, you know. It peaked in the late nineties, and it's yeah. it's never ever got you know it's never got back there, uh, despite all sorts of things that they've done to to try and push themselves forward, and you know yeah you know, I think they probably make more profit than they've ever made before, but yeah. the market certainly hasn't uh, uh, you know hasn't valued them in the, in the same way as as they did uh, and people you know, don't, a, a people decade don't, or more ago. People don't get up early for a Microsoft launch. Well, you know, people that work for Microsoft in New Zealand might, but. I mean, but you know, the, gen- the general the general public don't uh, you know don't get excited as excited about a, a Microsoft announcement as they do an Apple one. Thursday do they? morning, yeah. or, or the media. Be, yeah, Thursday morning, people will be poured over their computers watching webcasts and live blogs and so on from Cupertino or where I think it's San Francisco. It's actually happening. Um, when's the last time that happened with Microsoft? You know, it's they they they're not the number one. Certainly not in the mobile space. That's, no. that's for sure. I mean, they still, of course, sell more Windows than you know Windows operating systems and uh, yeah. Microsoft Office than than anyone does in in, in similar products. Uh, but that's that, that doesn't have the wow factor to it, uh, or you know, it certainly hasn't hasn't done unless we see that around the uh, tablets with the upcoming release. I mean, are they planning to have a midnight launch of Windows Eight? I'm sure there will be they, yeah. they will they will have something to generate some cues and 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 some excitement, and I think uh, that the you know the, that you know we're seeing them play a little bit more like Apple in terms of keeping things up their yeah. sleeve, and you know we've heard complaints actually in the in the last week from people saying, why did Nokia only show off and give us a small amount of information. We don't know when the new Nokia phones are being available officially, although it's rumoured yeah. in the US and Europe around the beginning of November, uh, prices and, and oh. even the software features. So, you know, again, there's word that this is all waiting on Apple, so Apple can put their announcement out and then Microsoft will come uh, you know, later price, yeah. and then they will make their announcements yeah. around exactly uh, what's in there and, and, and what's not. So, again, we're seeing... You know, Apple. Uh, you know, just having so much power in yeah. the in the market and in the, the shots, in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they do. They call the shots. I mean, the, the thing is, is that uh, Nokia went when it did because you know, leaving it a month and it will be drowned in the noise. Yeah. 
Well, good luck to them all. Yeah. Let's hope they keep innovating and keep uh, keep uh, fighting. And um, yeah, we're all for a little bit of blood on the floor in these uh, in these fights. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we, we, we've appreciated it. Uh, now, Bill, uh, where where do we find you uh, online? And uh, um, BillBennett.co.nz is my um, my home. And you're on Twitter as well. Bill Bennett NZ. Excellent. Good. Good. Uh, we'll do uh, do check out uh, Bill in the, in those uh, those locations. Uh, you can of course find me on Twitter at Paul Spain. Uh, I have a blog uh, through Geekzone, which is uh, at techjungle.com or through geekzone.co.nz. Um, and you can naturally find the NZ Tech Podcast online, uh, which you must have done in some form if you're listening <laughs> into this. Uh, we're at nztechpodcast.com and, of course, available through iTunes, those sorts of channels. Uh, and we're on Twitter and, and Facebook as well as NZ Tech Podcast. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for uh, for listening in. We'll, uh, we'll catch you again in a few more days. Yep. Cheers. See ya. <laughs>